You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Blue Jays are assured of their first postseason appearance since 1993, but the team and their rabid fans have those sights set so much higher. Welcome to MLB.com Extras Toronto Blue Jays. Matt Waymeyer joined by Blue Jays reporter Gregor Chisholm. Gregor, a pleasure as always as we speak here on a Tuesday afternoon. The Blue Jays' magic number to wrap up the East reduced to two. They really grinded out to win on Monday night. 4-3 comeback victory against the Orioles after trailing for the majority of that game. You know, as nice as it is to see this team hit 100 homers every night and put up lopsided wins and score in double figures, are these the types of victories like they had Monday that give you the most confidence that the Jays can do some serious damage in the postseason? Yeah, well, I mean, this is especially a team that really struggled in the first half of the year before this is a rebuilt team uh, in close ball games. In one-run games, they really, really struggled. And we've seen a bit of a difference in that um, since the trade deadline, since they brought in some new guys, obviously. Um, but there's still been the occasional struggle in one-run games. And what this team definitely needs to do is, is find a way to, to you know, come through in those. And you know, I, I think the bottom of the order is, is really the one that you kind of look at for uh, an ability to manufacture some runs. And, and we've seen that recently. And guys like Kevin Pillar and, and Ryan Goins, they're, they're not guys who get a lot of attention um, in this offense, and, and rightfully so when you've got you know, a heart of the order that includes Josh Donaldson, Jose Batista, Edwin Encarnacion, uh, you know, the list goes on and on there. Uh, and they're going to win the majority of their games with home runs. But as we know, uh, in, the, in the postseason especially, um, with the good pitching that the Blue Jays are going to face, they're going to have to find some other ways to score as well. And uh, I think the production from uh, Pilar and Goins is going to be key. And then you add into that an improved bullpen, and that really is is how you uh, kind of grind out some of these games. And, and they've had a lot of good experience over the last couple of weeks of playing some really close affairs with you know, the Yankees in addition to this series uh, against Baltimore. And uh, that has to be an encouraging sign for a team that uh, is really expecting to go deep into the postseason. And, Gregor, can that be an infectious thing where, again, if you have a win like you had on Monday, trailing 3-1, then 3-2, come back to win 4-3, can that carry over into the next series of games in days and weeks ahead where if they are trailing, say, entering the seventh or eighth inning, they have that, that confidence instilled in them that they can come back and win, whereas maybe in the first half of the season that was not always present? Yeah, no, for sure. And, and with this offense, you're you're never out of a game. Um, you know, they've kind of shown the ability to do that time and time again as well. And I think the the biggest area of improvement is, you know, especially that bullpen. When you look at the ability to, if they do fall behind early, um, to keep things close, and you add that in with some of the performance that they've had from starters. Uh, you know, a guy like Marco Estrada, the last couple times out, has has fallen behind early. Uh, but he's really settled down after like the first or, or second inning uh, and found a way to keep his team in the game and then hand things over to the bullpen where you have guys like Brett Cecil who have just been uh, really lights out now for uh, going back a couple of months. Um, so you kind of add all that in together with, with the offense. And when you're going to get good pitching with this type of team, the way they can hit, um, you know, I, you'd never want to fall behind early, obviously, but uh, the fact that uh, it's happened and they've been able to overcome that multiple times really kind of shows that there really isn't a game that this team, um, you know, is 100% out of. And prior to uh, Monday's game in Baltimore, Troy Tulowitzki spoke with reporters about his status. He said that he will definitely, his words, uh, be ready for the postseason. Uh, talk about his rehab process since getting injured in the Bronx against the Yankees and 
what his return might mean for some of the guys who have picked up the slack and filled in during his absence. Yeah, it's it's a huge development, and especially you know you look at this team, uh, you know they're they're pretty close to being guaranteed to winning the division at this point. Uh, they would have to really fall off, and it's it's kind of looked that way since the Yankee series. So the, the one remaining stress for this organization, really the only uh, thing that they could stress over, was the health of, of Tulowitzki. Um, you know there was some doubt about whether or not he'd be able to make it back this season. Uh, he said all along that he was optimistic about it, but until you actually saw him progressing through some of his baseball activities, there had to be some level of a, a level of doubt because this was a, a pretty serious injury and there wasn't a lot of time to heal. Uh, but he seems to be kind of rounding into form just in the right time. Um, he was able to take uh, on field BP on Monday. Uh, you know that's a process he's repeating this week, and uh, there's even a chance he'll play at some point in time during the Baltimore series. If it doesn't happen in Baltimore, then it'll likely happen in Tampa Bay, and uh, you know it's just going to make the Blue Jays that much better. Um, you know he's been uh, he's obviously a very solidifying force on defense, and I think more than anything they want to get him a game or two um, during the regular season just to, to you know help improve his timing at the plate going into the postseason, just get a few at bats under his belt. Um, but it's a, it's a definitely a big development, and uh, just really goes to improve the overall depth of this team. Um, you know, Ryan Goins has done an incredible job filling in at shortstop, uh, but he can easily slide over to second base, and that's where you'd ideally have him with Tulowitzki in the lineup. And um, then you don't have to worry about piecing together second like the Jays have been trying to do over the last couple weeks with, uh, you know, Cliff Pennington, Darwin Barney, Munenori Kawasaki. They've they've kind of had multiple guys rotating through there. Um, you know, if Tulowitzki's able to make it back, you don't have to worry about that anymore. You simply go with Tulowitzki at shortstop and Ryan Goins at second base, and um, that's definitely the best alignment, uh, both defensively and even offensively for the Blue Jays. And there's no question that Tulo is dying to get back to the postseason for the first time since 2007 when he made it uh, to the World Series as a member of the uh, Colorado Rockies. Uh, Gregor, on the pitching end of things, hard to overstate just how huge Marcus Stroman's return has been for this team. He's been dazzling in his last two starts, especially against the Red Sox and the Yankees. Just a, a fun guy to watch on the mound. Very emotional, very demonstrative, and uh, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Uh, definitely forced himself into the conversation for the postseason roster after only uh, three starts after we thought he'd be gone for the entire 2015 season. That obviously not the case. What do you think will become of Marcus Stroman in October? Well, I think he's definitely going to slot into the uh, rotation. There's no question about that. And, you know, if you were to really look at this prior to his arrival and if you were to point at an area's weakness, you probably still would set the starting rotation. It's still an area where they could have really needed to have another starter. Uh, you know, they ended up being able to do it uh, kind of in, in an orthodox fashion. You know, people expected someone to be back, and if, if they did expect him to be back, it was you know, probably going to be the bullpen. But the Jays have a lot of options down there in that bullpen. They don't have as many options in the rotation. And, and um, adding that guy to, to the piece just gives them another you know, guy with upside of a frontline starter. And, um, you know, that's exactly what he's been since he came back. Um, you know, he's really exceeded expectations uh, that way. But to me, he's really looked like he's in midseason form. And, you know, he's had a really nice ability to, to limit uh, left-handed hitters. Um, he's really had he's shown a, an improved slider. Uh, already this year compared to where it was last year. He's really been able to use that to get in, in on the hands of lefties. And you know, it just makes the entire rotation one through one through four that much better. And all of a sudden, you know, you're going into a postseason series uh, with David Price as your clear number one. 
and Marcus Stroman as your clear number two, and that matches up with pretty much you know any team in baseball outside of maybe the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, with with the you know the Cy Young candidates that they have. Um, but this really puts the Jays in contention um, to to try and pitch with anybody out there, and you can't you know you really can't overstate uh, the importance of of getting Stroman back and. You know, when you have a team uh, that has aspirations of making it uh, all the way, you know, basically to the World Series, uh, you know, you need those frontline guys. And, and Stroman has, has more than delivered on his end. And it's kind of the icing on the cake for a team that um, already looked competitive before. Uh, to be able to add a piece like that, you know, in the second week of September is, is basically unheard of. Yeah, an enormous X factor for this Blue Jays team, no question. So, Gregor, from Marcus to Marco, as in uh, Marco Estrada, he went undefeated in six September starts, uh, two wins and four no decisions, uh, pitched seven and a third against the Orioles on Monday. Uh, in those six starts in September, a solid ERA of an even three. Uh, John Gibbons confirming that DeAndre Navarro is going to remain uh, his personal catcher into the playoffs. How responsible, in your estimation, has Navarro been for Estrada's success this season and especially recently? Yeah, those guys have really formed a really strong pairing. And, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, the, the type of game caller that, that Deanna Navarro is. He's a guy who really likes the, likes the secondary pitches. He doesn't focus on the fastball quite as much as some uh, catchers out there. And, you know, we've seen, you know, problems with that in the past. That was an issue last year when he was working with Jay Happy. You know, Navarro wasn't going to the fastball quite as much as he probably should with that type of pitcher. But, with a guy like Estrada, it just works, you know, out perfectly because he's a finesse type guy, um, and you know, he, while he uses his fastball, it's really the, the change-up curveball combination where he can get a lot of his outs. And, uh, so I think they've really found a nice mix there, and they really seem to be on the same page. And you know, as Estrada said on Monday night after his latest start, um, you know, he rarely ever uh, disagrees with uh, you know the call that that Navarro makes for a particular pitch where they seem to be always be on the same page about 99% of the time. And they've really uh, found something that works there. And so, you know, Gibbons wants to keep them uh, together. That was a slight surprise to me. I thought that maybe Russell Martin would be uh, behind the plate for all the starters during the postseason, but it just goes to show just how much confidence the Jays have put uh, in that pairing with Estrada and, and Navarro and, you can't say enough about the job that Marco Estrada has done this year. Really, he's been the unsung hero um, uh, of this, you know, starting rotation um, that bought the team enough time, uh, you know, to stay in the mix until the trade deadline when they can add some, uh, you know, big time additions. But prior to that, um, this was a rotation that really, really struggled, and he was one of the glue guys that helped keep this together. And I don't think anyone expected these type of results when he was acquired in the offseason for Adam Lind. He's more looked at maybe a fifth starter, swing man type guy, um, but he's strongly established himself as, as a quality middle of the rotation starter, and that's that's exactly what this team has needed all year long. And he's about to be rewarded with a, a spot in the postseason as well. And you know, even that was up up for debate about a month ago. But the you know the, the way he's had success, there's no question about it anymore. He'll be a piece of that. He'll be a part of that rotation um, when that postseason series comes. So it seems like uh, Stroman and Estrada are locked for the postseason rotation. You can't say the same, though, about the veteran Mark Burley. His last seven starts, uh, not good. ERA of 5.70. If I'm not mistaken, I, I think he's the only player on the roster with a World Series ring from 2005 with the White Sox. He's obviously battle-tested. He's seen and done everything. What do you think his postseason fate will be? You know, that's a great question, and 
it doesn't seem like he has a spot in the rotation right now unless there was to be some sort of injury or something happened over here in the, in the final several days. Just based on performance, and he'll be the first one to admit this, that there are you know, four guys who right now are pitching um, you know, much better than he is. And you know, He was asked before uh, last week if, you know, if these type of decisions should be you know, made based on track record or if it should be the guys who are pitching the best right now. And he, he fully admitted that it should be the guys um, who are pitching well right now. And if he doesn't find himself a part of that rotation, then the big question is, you know, what do you do with him? And, uh, you know, there is an option where he could be put into the bullpen, uh, but that's not really an ideal scenario for him uh, just because it's not something he has done for uh, an incredibly long time. Um, and he's not someone you would probably bring in to, to get a tough left-hander out. He'd probably turn into your long guy and, there's probably some some other options the Blue Jays can turn to that have more experience in the bullpen who'd probably be more ready for that role. Um, so that begs the question as to whether or not the Blue Jays will even put him on the postseason roster. Um, and you know that in and of itself is a stunning development, especially you know the first half of the season. Mark Burley uh, was everything that the Blue Jays really could have hoped for and, and more. It's it's just been a different story over the last month or so, and it, it does seem like he's running out of gas a little bit. He's banged up. Um, you know, he received the cortisone sh- shot in his. Uh, in his shoulder, uh, and it's a disappointing end for him if, if this is the way it finishes. Um, you know, just because he's the guy who's been relied on for the last 15 years to post 200 innings and uh, has, has pitched into October before and, and has that type of experience. You, you'd assume, uh, just based on the name, that he's a lock, but based on the personnel, he's anything but at this point. Uh, and that has to be, uh, you know, that has to really hurt a guy who, who has as much pride. Uh, as Burley does, but uh, I think on one hand he also understands where the team is coming from in all of this as well. Yeah, and I give him a lot of credit, as you touched on, that uh, he's the first one to say, look, I'm not deserving of a spot, uh, even though I do have uh, the track record. Guys are pitching much better than I am, and uh, they have to come first. The team's success comes first. He has everything and more that you asked for in terms of class uh, with a veteran. Mark Burley uh, sim- uh, certainly exemplifies all those traits. Uh, Gregor, to wrap up here, obviously the sport of hockey is always going to be king in Canada. The NHL season is right around the corner, but is anybody up there in your neck of the woods talking about the Maple Leafs right now, or has Blue Jays mania just completely taken over the city? Oh, it's completely taken over the city. There's been a couple of exhibition Maple Leaf games uh, just a block away from Rogers Center over the last week during that last homestand. And uh, you know, the, the Blue Jays merchandise to, to Maple Leafs merchandise was probably, you know, 20 to 1 at this point in time. There's just been basically no talk of the Maple Leafs in Toronto. And, you know, it's kind of refreshing to see um, just the Blue Jays get this much attention. And, you know, the cool thing for me is is that this is really seems to be a new generation of baseball fans as well. Um, you know, I think in, in back in 92, 93, uh, when the Blue Jays were breaking attendance records and, and they had all kinds of attention on the team during those World Series years and, and even the years leading up to that when you know, the Rogers Center was first built, I think that crowd was kind of a, you know, they wanted to be seen. They wanted, they wanted to go to baseball games because it was the cool thing to do. Um, now you're seeing a really passionate fan base that are baseball fans first and foremost. And uh, it's kind of cool to see that new generation of, of fans who are you know, anywhere, anywhere from teenagers to, to early 30s to late 30s. Uh, and, you know, it's a new group of, of, of a fan base, and they're really, really excited, um, kind of ready to explode just at the success that this team has been having. And, you know, I'm saying it for a number of years. Alex Anthopoulos has also been saying it for a number of years that you know, he felt baseball in the city was, 
you know, really ready to explode. And I think now we're seeing it. You know, they've sold out pretty much every home game um, since the trade deadline. Uh, the excitement and noise level uh, is something that I haven't seen in that ballpark before. And fans aren't just showing up; they're being loud. They're cheering at the right time. They're they're, go, they're standing on their feet when uh, you know their pitcher has two strikes on a, an opposing hitter in the ninth inning. They're usually standing for the entire time. Um, you know, this is something that's going to get an awful lot of attention. I think uh, during the postseason when some of the U.S. broadcasters come in and start showing some of these games as well. Uh, the crowd's going to be, you know, a big storyline, and it's nice to see in Toronto uh, that development because it wasn't always the case uh, during the last 20 years. But you know, this, this is a, a fan base that hasn't had much to cheer for uh, for a long period of time, uh, and they're enjoying this ride right now. And it's a city that, um, you know, hasn't had a lot of success even with with his other pro sports teams over the last couple of decades. So, uh, you know, they've been waiting for this moment for a long time, and. Uh, you know, I think the the postseason is going to be a special time, in the city of Toronto, and and really across Canada as well. Yeah, the atmosphere for every home game is similar to that of the World Baseball Classic, with fans like you said just going crazy for every pitch, every out, every hit, every run. It is going to be amazing to see the atmosphere uh, for the playoffs and what should be a division series for the Blue Jays once they wrap up the AL East. Uh, Gregor, great stuff as always. I appreciate the time. We'll do it again next week. Thanks again. Thank you. Appreciate it. Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras Toronto Blue Jays. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.